Hi, this is Amanda. And this is Jen. And you're listening to Just This, a podcast that explores everything around being and becoming a mother or parent. We're excited to have you join us as we dive into the practical details, as well as the unseen energetics on topics that span from preconception to years after birth. So today we are inspired to talk about birth preparation and birth reality. Was that how we described it or birth plans versus birth realities? Yeah. I mean, we in our world call it birth preferences because birth preferences, that's it. Birth preferences versus birth realities. And this was actually an inspired conversation because I saw something which I will happily link in the show notes because, you know, happy to give credit where it's due um, from the indie birth community where they had this blog post and then a podcast that was expanding on it called um, birth is not like cabinets or ordering, ordering cabinets. cabinets. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was so fascinating. And just that little statement, if you've ever gone through birth, most of us would agree is true. I agree. agree. Um, And then I mentioned this to Jen and Jen said, this is such a big and important topic at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd talk about it. Yeah. And here we are. Than what other people are talking about it. Just Um, to drive it home and the importance of it. Yeah. I, and I think it is such an important thing and maybe we're hearing it because we're in the birth world. Um, and we hear in the circles that we are people talking about it, but maybe you haven't heard that statement and who knows, maybe our conversation or these resources we share here would be helpful for you. Yeah. Do you want to start with why, why it's such a big topic you feel like right now and why it's so important? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So I think it's a big topic because we have an attachment to the way that our births will play out. And we put some of that pressure, at least for like a home birth midwife, and even for like nurses and sometimes doctors as well, we put that pressure on them to make the birth go as planned, like as we have laid out on that birth plan or birth preference. And that's just not the reality And the reality is, is that we just don't have control over some things. And I tell people this all the time. And actually they kind of mentioned it a little bit in the podcast. And that's that um, I find medicine very humbling because there's this aspect that we just don't have control over. And like, for instance, if a mom is hemorrhaging, which is like bleeding after birth, even Western medicine, which we would say is like the, you know, kind of quote unquote God of medicine, like is how we view it in the Western world, can't stop it sometimes. And that's that whole aspect that we just don't have control as people. And I really like that she kind of referenced this in the podcast that that medicine, like these medical people are sometimes foreseen as like gods of whether or not something is the way it is, or it's not like something survives or it doesn't. And that's just not the reality. So I think it's important to talk about, and we also talk about it too, in the birth world, in the sense that they, even people that have really wonderful births, like everything is smooth. There's still times that they have to grieve it because they had this like idea, this plan of how birth should go. Like for instance, 
I'll use my birth story a little bit. I wanted to have like a water birth and like, you know, have it all magical and fairy lights and all that stuff. Well, the reality was I was in California. I wanted a home birth and my son was approaching 42 weeks or I was approaching 42 weeks. And after 42 weeks, there's a cutoff. You can't do home birth. It's then hospital birth. So we waited kind of to the, like those last few days and ended up taking castor oil. Well, if you know what castor oil does, I spent my entire labor pretty much on the toilet. (laughs) So, and I got in the tub when the tub was probably, I don't know, two feet high or something of water and it wasn't even warm. And I'm just (laughs) trying to swim in this, like, not really like a kiddie pool of water at the moment. And I was just, I got to poo. I got to poo. Like I can't be in this water. And so I just went back to the toilet, but in some of those cases, people would have to grieve the fact that they just didn't have that water birth, you know, like that the baby didn't come out in the water and there's no like mystical lights and all like, and all that. So we just don't have control over how magical or not magical the birth will go. Yeah. I think it's just a really interesting thing. And she does a really great job in this podcast of addressing, you know, well, if you do have a perfect birth, like, do you not have any part of that or whatever? And was your, what you did not a part of, you know, there's this balance. And this is where I think it's like, almost like, you know, we get into like the manifestation or whatever, but like energy wise of surrender. Yes, we can like have intentions and be intentional the way we are interacting with things, including our, you know, conception, our pregnancy and our birth. But then there's also surrender to the unknown, like the mystery of the void, right? Which is what birth is in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, so there is a deep surrendering to the unknown, which in some parts is maybe not in your plan. Yeah. And I <laughs> so, think the unknown is the aspects that we just can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we can't. And the other thing too, we still don't even to this day know what causes us to go into labor even. So, and you know, you hear like, for instance, my mom, she said she had pictocin with me. It didn't do anything to her at all. And on the other end, a pictocin for somebody else could totally like cause intense pain that they're just like, it's unmanageable and it's just too much. So it's, and I think this comes back to like really connecting with yourself because Mm -hmm. there is nobody that has all the answers. And, and then also on the flip side of that, connecting to yourself, trusting your wisdom you know, of course, like take in whatever advice you need, but also really deeply trusting your wisdom and knowing that if the decision you made doesn't have the outcome you expected, if there's no negative or positive attached to that, I think she gets into that. There's no like right or wrong based on something that some outcome based on your decision, especially this is your experience. You are the most connected to that child than anyone else around you. Um, And you don't make a wrong decision if you're making it out of sovereignty, basically, I think, no matter what the outcome is. Uh, it's it's a really interesting and hard and expansive topic. It's just such, um, a, you know, birth is a raw experience. And I mean, we're talking about like, in some cases, life and death, literally, like in the same breath yeah. and sentence. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just super fascinating. I, I agree though. My pregnancy didn't go as well to plan. And mm-hmm. I remember having that moment where I was heartbroken, like I wasn't going to be able to give birth in the birth center mm-hmm. and just like 
bawling. Like, you know, there is that little moment of, I have to release this. You know, there are some things, I do know some people who've gone to 44 weeks or beyond and done births at home. You know, there's ways, you know, you can do whatever you want, but like, I couldn't make this this specific birth center. They were like, no, based on like what's going on with your pregnancy. And my child just wasn't growing at the rate or whatever it was. But intuitively, I was like, things are fine. I mean, Mm -hmm. it sucked because my plan had to change. And your, again, like coming back to like the more you can surrender to it and, and own how you're going to respond to it. I think versus the, um, and try to force, you know, the more we try to force things to be the way we want them to, that gives you something that you just don't even know you really need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we talk about it. I think it's, this is also really big in the home birth community because we transfer. And sometimes when we transfer, not all the time, obviously, but sometimes when we transfer, it goes to hospitals and most home birthers do not want to birth in a hospital clearly, which is why they're Mm -hmm. home birthing or even in a birth center, they don't want to transfer to a hospital too. And the number one reason in home birth community for transfers is due to maternal fatigue. So the mom is just laboring too long. Labor is like going on two days and like no progress is getting made. And so we're just like, a lot of times, like go to the hospital, get an epidural, you'll most likely wake up, you'll be almost complete and you're going to push your baby out and you can get some rest because a lot of times, I mean, your body is physically working, your baby is working, everyone's working. And I've always prescribed to the, there's all medicine is quote unquote, good medicine used at the appropriate time, right? Like it's just we tend to, I think, over-prescribe in the Western community, but that's a whole other topic. But going back to this whole idea of transferring is that when first-time moms transfer, they feel like this is failure on them, and it really isn't. They're just not in control of certain aspects. We've had recently a baby just not descending or dilating mom's cervix. We just couldn't do anything. Like We've tried things, but nothing is working. And so in those cases, we're like, go to the hospital. You've been laboring for two, almost three days, get some rest, get an epidural. It's like a big thing that I feel is always humbling about medicine is that we just don't have control. Like we think we do. And she kind of quotes that this aspect of control is actually our ego, our ego mind thinking that we control things. And I think it's true. Like we constantly think we're in control of things, but the reality is we're not upsetting him or whatever, you know? So yeah, and Especially I think with everything in life, I mean, to take it out of birth here, I love yeah. when people feel like they have, like, I have a secure dog. Drunk driver could have came and like, we could have backed into a car that was speeding by or whatever the case is. And so we just don't have control over those aspects. And that's just like birth. Like we just don't have control over some things. And I think even in life, this is also something I've been playing with is just learning and remembering the things we do have control over and the things we don't. And for the things we don't have control over, like really surrendering, like you said, to that and trying to take it as an experience and a lesson. Again, everything's like a dance and a balance of on, I mean, and this is a huge thing with birth too, like honoring the feelings that might come up when things don't Mm -hmm. go to your plan. Like that's totally needed. Take the time and space. You know, I mean, I've seen this with other people where they want to do vaginal birth and then it ends up having to be a C-section or whatever it is when we move through things. And take the time, honor the feelings that are coming up. And also then 
as much as we can step into our, again, surrender and sovereignty being like, I'm opening myself to what this experience is offering me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's balance. Like you can do both. You can grieve and also expand and open and receive at the same time. I want to wrap that, like bring this into conception too, because we don't talk, we haven't talked too much about conception yet, but like whether it's in conception and pregnancy or postpartum, there's usually going to be something, right? But mm-hmm. your, your ups and downs or your hard part is going to be somewhere along the path. I don't think I know one person where it's been like smooth sailing exactly to plan through this whole, through all three areas of conception, pregnancy, postpartum, like everything was perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for you, maybe your conception was like right on plan and maybe your pregnancy in birth did go exactly. And then maybe postpartum, you have some things, you know, so it's, it happens for different people at different places. But I think this is a big thing we see with conception where we're trying to control when this is going to happen or how this is going to happen. And there's that difference. What are we controlling versus what are we putting intention into? Mm -hmm. Um, We can be intentional about things, but we can't control things. Yeah. Like you said, we just can't. I feel like too, a lot of people, when they make these birth plans, it's almost like they're like planning a wedding almost like, okay, so in early labor, I'm going to like bake cookies and wear a dress and an apron and you know what I mean? And chill out and watch TV. And then next we're going to do this. And then when the baby comes, it's going to be like this, what we're, what we're experiencing and kind of this inward journey that takes place when you our birthing and to like birth out a baby. And I think for me at least, and I, I believe, I don't know about your experience, but this whole like aspect of like really kind of shedding layers of ourselves to actually birth out a child. And in that we experience trauma and a really big one that we notice a lot in the birth world. And it's hugely known amongst midwives, at least the home birth midwives is when somebody has, um, sexual abuse history and how that actually affects them even during birth. And that comes out, we can assist them as much as possible from like a mental emotional state, but sometimes that physical and like spiritual mental connection is not there. And yeah. that's another that's thing. like a whole nother podcast we need to do. It's a whole nother podcast. Talk, yeah. Talk on because this yeah. is so important and being somatic and getting into that before you even <laughs> give birth. Right. I'm using that as an example, because even if you've done a ton of work on it and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm good. That could actually still come up in birth. And that's mm-hmm. just one example of traumas that come up. And yeah. even too like fear of becoming a mom or fear of being able to take a child, take care of the child fear of having to go to the hospital, all those things create, that's what it does. And Instagram is awesome as Instagram is. We like kind of poo-poo Instagram, the birth world. Oh, you want an Instagram birth? Okay, great. <laughs> like how many people get Instagram births? Maybe, I don't know. I don't even know the percentage, but maybe the percentage of actual babies that are born on their birth, on their actually due date, right? Which is like 5%. I'm going to bring this in really quick because it made me think, you know me, I'm like always relating first yes. sometimes but think about that who would go and go into like some kind of plant medicine or something like that journey and be like I'm gonna plan how this is gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> really can you plan that trip try yeah. you know like try. maybe maybe you yeah. can but often it won't go a hundred percent the way you plan it and again birth is just like that you go into it a little bit expecting like this is a mystery you're going through this really powerful spectrum of 
the ethers, you know, into our, mm-hmm. you know, universal portals that is creating life. There is a lot of mystery that we still, even in the medical and the midwifery world, like there's still so much like we, we know scientifically, but we don't know. <laughs> um, and there's so much more to be explored. And I think I too, found like, the quote, do you want me to read it? Yeah. Just to touch back real quick and then you can read it. I think just to touch back to like what you're kind of talking about is this idea. If things don't go to plan, don't maybe necessarily try to shift your mind about them being good or bad and Mm -hmm. really trying to just really take in that experience for what it is. And if you're upset, then that's fine. If you're pissed off, that's fine. You know, all emotions are valid. I always tell even my son this, all emotions are valid. Not all actions are good or not all actions are valid though. Right really taking that in and yeah, just the good and bad, like really disconnecting from like, oh, this is good that I'm in the hospital or that I'm at home. No, it, it it's not good or bad. It's just an experience. Yeah, it, it is. Like I said, I meant to have the water birth at the birth center mm-hmm. and I found out weeks before that that wasn't going to happen. And then they wanted to induce and, you know, I mean, I, I had all kinds of intentions <laughs> as I was going into this and also not everything went to plan, but a lot of things, you know, a lot of my preferences, not out, not all my preferences were met, but a <laughs> yeah. lot of them were. And, you know, when I reflect back on it, I'm like, actually, when I look at my intention, it was really actually very much honored. And that's mm-hmm. what is, we created a whole intention workbook and it's kind of funny. Um, we created this before we even had the topic to do this podcast. And it actually relates well, because go check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes, but the whole point of this workbook and the meditation is to get you into the feelings. And it's like, what do you feel when you have this desired outcome and you start with that? And so I think that gets back to it. focusing on these feelings, even when things get a little bit thrown off of what that desired outcome I want to touch on this briefly. We'll, we'll read the quote after, um, you know, losing babies. Um, and you just experienced Mm -hmm. something. Unfortunately. Yeah. And I know, I know I have people I know who, um, have experienced that there's, you know, we can take the blame so much for this stuff. We can take the blame. We can put the blame on others. Um, and I think this is what she was getting at it as much as we are all intentional about what we're doing or who we want to be or how we're showing up for this life that's coming into this world, whatever our role is, we can't control the ultimate outcome. Sometimes part of just being, and there's some beautiful gifts in modern medicine and like, yeah, the skills, midwives and people that are supporting, but we're not ultimate gods. You know, as much as we are gods and goddesses, like we, yeah. we, we can't be God, like we can be the gods and goddesses of ourselves, right. Yeah. And our realities in some ways, but we can never fully control another. Yeah. We don't have control over who lives or who dies. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. even I, I try to remember that regularly that we just, we don't have control. And I think medicine sometimes too, as a practitioner, I find that sometimes it makes us feel like, oh, like, hey, I resuscitated this baby and they lived. I saved the baby, right? But the reality of that, the reality of that is no, I did not. I was just there with skills and there was something outside unforeseen that actually chose whether or not that baby decided to live or or pass, right? But in this example, live. 
So, and I think what happens in medicine is we, we get in this mindset that, oh yeah, I saved the baby or I, you know, or I, Mm. I, whatever, like I made mom stop hemorrhaging and it's the reality is like, no, you were just there with skills, but Mm. ultimately things are not in our control in that way. We can't own anybody else's experience whether positive or negative yep. and whatever experience they have is what they're going to have. And yeah, you might play a part in it, mm-hmm. but you're not the ultimate one, <laughs> you know, the best positive, like the most amazing birth in the world and the worst birth in the world. Yeah. It's we're there to support and add our energy in in whatever way we can, we're not the ultimate decider of the experience that's going to unfold. Yep. Um, not even as a mom, unfortunately. Yeah. child right I, I mean, mean this is talk about lessons to be learned like as your children grow up even mm-hmm. um I try to remember this they are their own soul like mm-hmm. I mean and this can be so 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 hard so hard like as you get become a parent and if your kid does struggle or whatever to to not take that on mm-hmm. personally um in whatever way okay I want to read this quote so here it is this is was the quote that Marin responded to and I will share the post she did as well as the podcast she did in the show notes but um this was a quote from somebody else's there's this idea that you're going to choose your birth like you're choosing your cabinets we're mammals this is birth you want to make good decisions about your care provider and what institution you're going to be in or not but you can't choose a happy story if you think that's what you're doing and you get a shitty, complicated birth, then you're going to feel you made the wrong choice. And that was by Sedwin Morris, who was a doula, I guess. And then, of course, Marin responds to that. One thing she says later on in her response is that birth prepares us for life and is a continuation of energy patterns we've already, we've already set in motion. Birth happens as life does, unpredictably, not like cabinets, which is kind of what we just touched yeah. on. Yeah. It's interesting. I I teach a childbirth class. And one of the things I, one of the kind of, um, I don't know, experiments or like kind of like hands-on thing I want to do, don't know the word for it right now, (laughs) but is to actually have everyone write out birth preference. Imagine like ideal situation and what you want to happen. And then to like, take that piece of paper and tear it up because Mm, that's the reality of it. I think that there's a lot of I I get a lot of pushback on this and I just think that it's not, it's not that it has to be that way, but you should also pay attention to how it feels in your body when you tear it up. That's nope. Sorry. Life happened. That's not going to go that way. Yeah. Feeling empowered when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And own those emotions and feel through them. So that way, when you do go into birth and maybe it comes out just like that piece of paper and you're like, great, that was awesome. And maybe it doesn't, but you've already like worked through those emotions a little bit. So that when it happens, you're like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm still an empowered person and we're going to have this birth and it's going to happen. We're (laughs) going to walk through this experience. However, the journey plays out. I love that. I love that. I'm going to put that in the show notes too. It's like a little exercise reminder. Um, and yet again, you can do that for birth or even like preconception, mm-hmm. how you imagine like the perfect conception happening and yeah. perfect pregnancy playing out or whatever it is. Cause I think that's another thing people have this idea about not only just like when they're going to conceive, but how the pregnancy is going to be and mm-hmm. everything else. And yeah, I love the ripping it up thing. Yeah. I, I don't, 
find that controversial in my mind at all. I find it very <laughs> practical. I mean, I burn stuff all the time. So to me, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, there's something about ripping it though. Yeah. I mean, burning is great, it. but like, this I wouldn't do be feel burning. that rip because yes. I feel it's like a more empowering owning yeah. mm-hmm. uh, act. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. We so should, that's my one day goal. We should put that out there and we should just do like once a month, hold a session yeah. where everyone can read it. And I think, I think even if you've already birthed and you, your birth didn't go to plan, writing out what you wanted to happen and then tearing that up could also be really like freeing in a Mm. lot of ways Yeah, Um, as a way of like accepting that, you know what, it didn't go to plan and that's okay. I can still be empowered by this birth. Yeah. So it's so interesting because I think even people that have great births, they still grieve and that's because of this birthing cabinet thing. So, and there's there's a ton of trauma around birth and hope one day to like, we have, we have another conversation on birth stories that has either come out or is coming up. And I think that's like a nice coupling. Yeah. Write out how you wanted it to go, rip Mm -hmm. it up and write out how it did go. Yeah. And And then that's like, (laughs) you are rewriting the story then. Like it's not, you know, yes, it's happening to you, but you are owning what's happening to you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing is when you rewrite it out, and honoring it. Yeah. And yeah. when you rewrite out what happened, you can change the tone of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like those, those, like, have you ever watched the horror movies where they just put on like happy music instead of like scary music and how funny it mm-hmm. actually it is. It's kind of comical. And I'm not saying that that's what you do with your up. birth, but yeah, yeah, just check it out. Like I'm sure YouTube has some of it. It'll change my relationship to horror movies. Yeah. I, I don't watch them because they're like, I don't like the suspense, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that even just rewriting it and really being conscious of how what we the words that we choose and the tone that we use and how we kind of like honored and and um, took in that experience, I think could also be really helpful for sure. And coming back to this whole thing is, I, you know, when I was listening to her podcast on this, I'm like, it happens more often than people talk about. We don't see that on Instagram, right? We don't see people being like, my birth was horrific. Like, yeah, exactly. But, and here's a video of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it is hard to process the feelings. You don't feel connected. And that's why this topic is so good because it is a mystery. Uh, the unknown and the surrender is just a part of the experience and it's happening to everyone. It's not just you, your experience, honor it. But if you need to find community, there is community out. There are spaces, reach out to us, let us know, like we will find you a community that can, that you can connect to if you need to process something, you know, with others or like, just talk about your experience with somebody who's had something similar that could understand. So Mm -hmm. um, if we kind of look at our birth plan as a dream, right? This is also, if that didn't go to plan, it's like a death of that dream. So mm-hmm. we are in a way like grieving that loss. And sometimes we have to grieve a physical loss of a being or a soul that came in for just a very short period of time, or we're grieving the loss of our dreams or our hopes or whatever the case is. And I think in all of that, it's important to just give ourselves grace and the amount of time that we need to process through that. However, that yeah. we do that. Yeah. I think I just want to say too, one thing that I found really interesting, some woo-woo stuff from her podcast that she mentioned was kind of going back to conception here. It was that the father brings in consciousness. Do you remember this? Like I a hundred percent because I, I, <laughs> she mentioned her mentor. 
yeah i forget her name now yeah we should look it up we should look it up i forget her mentor because she's the mentor is the one that told her this but i just wanted to repeat it here because i think it's really cool so that she is saying during conception the father brings in the consciousness of the being and the mother with the womb is actually the one that um goes out and looks and kind of like picks where the soul comes from and and kind of like holds that in her her home so i don't know i just thought it was so cool and i just thought it was interesting i there's all kinds of stuff about the conception and, you know, and then that can even get into like when the consciousness comes into the being, right. When yeah. does the, like the soul or whatever. Spirit come babies. In? So we got to have a conversation about yeah. spirit babies. Spirit babies. I love it. Kind you of know. bringing it back into to what <laughs> we were talking about before. We can also say that, yeah, sure. Maybe you plan this. We're going to like have this date and we're going to like intentionally call in the soul and all this. And then maybe one night you are like, just, really passionate and something happened. We often see that when people are struggling mm-hmm. and it's like when, when you t- release your control a little bit, all of a sudden it's just like, it just magically happens and people are blown away or people, you know, go through IVF or some other form of fertility. And then all of a sudden conceive, you know, a year after giving birth or something. Yep. So I saw um, it a lot in, uh, when I did infertility with acupuncture. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually one of my things too. I'm like, okay, I think we should just maybe stop and <laughs> just, just not try. Just take, just take a, a break. break. Yeah. Just take a break. See what happens. Go enjoy yourselves. Yeah. Go date each other like you dated when you first started seeing yeah. each other, you know? So yeah. Yeah. The planning <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Um, All right. Any final thoughts here? Final thoughts. Do, do the, the do I don't know. Exercise exercise there you go do the exercise like write out what you want and tear it up and don't and really just feel for what it is that comes up like all the emotions the thoughts everything yeah do this around birth or do this around anything (laughs) wherever you are in life like even if you've had a child and maybe this is related to your baby or your child um, or maybe it's not maybe it's related to some other area of your life that you are you know kind of semi-planning out and but yeah, I think with the birth thing, it's super powerful. Um, if you are beyond birth, feel free to expand that practice into something else. And I kind of wonder, when did we start like making birth plans? Historically. Want, historically, like I don't really, did your mom have a birth plan? It birth feels preference? fairly recent, but yeah. I think it would just depend what community you talk to. Um I mean, obviously hospitals used to probably were not really open to accepting mm-hmm. birth plans or preferences. They probably, I mean, even now, like you hear people say, depending on the hospital you go to, like, I, I remember someone telling me, cause I was like, oh yeah, I'm writing up my, my birth plan. And they're like, yeah, nurses just toss that in the trash, you know, like, they'll be like, oh, okay, thank you. And then like secretly go back and just like, like throw it in their cycle bin. Um, but who knows, you know, like, again, I was like, I don't care if that happens. It was more for me to get clarity on what mm-hmm. my preferences were. And, and that's where the benefit of it is. It's like, it's great yeah. to do them to get clarity on like what your preferences are. And mm-hmm. then it's also good to be able to release them. Yeah. So again, that's it's a balance. True. It's this like balance. unspeakable fine dance with everything. <laughs> All right. This has been great. Yes. I feel like this, this is just a topic we could talk about for hours and Uh, one more note sorry one more note before we end here I do kind of vaguely remember birth plans starting mainly for like hospitals and stuff because people would go and they don't know what they want 
as like a home birth midwife, we generally know what our clients want because we just have a different care and we're seeing them prenatally and then at birth. But when you're seeing different providers and then you go into some place to birth where they have no idea about anything about your prenatal care, except what's on the chart. Yeah. That's, I think when birth preferences started to come up, like, oh, well, on a delayed cord cut or you want skin to skin or yeah. whatever. And on that note, I think actually, if you're working with a midwife or a birth center, you know, midwife, so your birth centers are midwives, um, you guys just have that built in. Like you guys have questions you're asking and you're, you have questionnaires, whether people are writing them out or you're asking and taking notes. So mm-hmm. technically the birth plan is being built through your care. That's mm-hmm. what you're doing. That's, true. That's a good <laughs> um, point. <laughs> versus, you know, you are allowing that intentionality to come up versus, you know, having somebody having to like take sovereignty and do it on their own. Just to kind of bring it back again to remember if you hadn't birthed yet, or if you've had like, remember there's aspects that are just outside of your control. So whatever happens or had happened, just to kind of keep that in mind that there's just some things we can't control. Yeah. It's a great mystery. It's a great it's mystery. A great mystery. Embrace the mystery. <laughs> yes. We'll come back with more, with more expansion on some of this. I just, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of things that came up. We'll do a whole one on birth. We can do a whole thing on just birth preferences or whatever. Yeah. But this one is leaning into the mystery. Hey there, amazing listeners. We just want to say a huge thank you for tuning into our convo on the Justice podcast today. We appreciate each and every one of our listeners and your continued support means the world to us. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, we would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it too. Your reviews and shares not only motivate us, but they also help others discover our show. We're also all about keeping the conversation going and hanging out with our incredible community. Head over to justthis.site, that's J-U-S-T-T-H-I-S dot S-I-T-E, where you'll find additional resources, ways to connect with us, and join the conversation, plus some more goodies. Thank you again for being a part of the Just This community. We'll be back soon. Until next time, remember to take care of yourself and embrace the wonder as you navigate this extraordinary adventure.